gun line gun line gun line fire mission coming down i'm your host lopez and you're listening to the on the gun line podcast where we shoot the shit like we did in the past out in the field or sometimes in the barracks i don't know anyways today i have a guest on here named kramer uh specialist type one each fucking was served with me back in 277FA out of Fort Carson, Colorado, while I was stationed there from 2011 till 2015. Uh, he hails from the great state of Louisiana, which was clowned on by uh, one of my favorite comedians, fucking Tom Segura. And uh, he made fun of Cajun folks, which was fucking hilarious. But I believe he's one of these Cajun folks as well, because I can barely understand what the fuck he's saying. But with that said, um, welcome, you know, Kramer, what's up, man? How you doing? Oh, doing good, Chief. Just like I said, a little wind blowing today, a little nip, but it's all good. It ain't Colorado cold, so I can deal with it. This is true. This is true. Fucking hey, man. So glad to have you here on the podcast, man. You've been a great supporter. I appreciate that. I know you always hit me up on the sides and DMs, man. And it, it makes me feel good knowing that, you know, you're some you're getting something out of it, and you know, and it's entertaining. So I appreciate you, man. So let's go on and pop a squat because it's about to get hot. You're on the gun line now, baby. So (laughs) go ahead and tell us about yourself, man. So like you said, yeah, I'm from Louisiana, a little small town called Homa, H-O-U-M-A. Some people confuse it with Homer, which is like up north. Okay, I thought it was Simpson, but go ahead. Yeah, something like that. It's spelled like that. And uh, yeah, man, what, 32 now, going through a divorce. So that's always fun to go through. Mm. First one. So first marriage, first divorce. Hey, it's all good. Yeah. So yeah, staying back with mom and stepdad, doing that. Uh, I mean, what else? I joined the military, what, 17? I was 17, getting ready to turn eight. I just turned 18, actually. I enlisted in February as a depth. And I went to basic June, July of that year, which was 07. Went to Fort Steel, you know, home artillery, King of Battle, baby. Yes, sir. Uh, what, I was with Fox 179 for BASIC. I had one of the weird experiences at BASIC. Well, before before we get to BASIC, what got me to join the service, though, was I was getting in trouble here and there. I like to fight. Okay. I was one of them fighters. I just like, I didn't care if I got my ass whooped or not. I just like to fight. Mm. I was one of them hotheads. Gotcha. Now, I, you know, like we talk about with the podcast, I see everybody come on and talk about that artillery artillery video they see. I didn't get to see that. Oh, word. So the recruiter I had was an E-5 gunner for artillery mm. as a section on a section. Yeah. And the videos I got to see was his own personal videos of the gun line. Oh, dale. okay. So that got me interested off the rip in military, in the army. And I was sitting there like, well, I don't want to go to combat. Like, I don't want to be a frontline infantry guy, but I don't want to sit back and push paper. Right, he said, right. man, I got a job for you. And he showed me the video, his personal videos. And I'm like, yeah, I want that job. Good shit. So that's what got me to do 13 Bravo. Cause he was, a he was on a paladin, okay. which I never worked on. I got to work on a triple sevens in AIT. That was my gun at AIT, and then from there it was just one one niners. What year did you join? Uh, Fox one seven nine for basic. And AIT, I can't remember if it was 
it was Delta, but I don't remember the the last what the year number. Did you the army for what year did you oh 07. 07. damn yeah right on right on so you knew you were gonna go to war anyway so oh what, we was going there was no joke what um what unit you go to when you got when you finish basic so I finished basic in AIT my orders came down for the hundred first hmm. so I got to go to Campbell rocket signs right always third brigade. Man, y'all get shit on. Everybody shits on Rockets. <laughs> hey, that's a good reason to, though. There's a real good reason to, though. Why is that? Because Rockets ain't nothing to fuck with. I remember I remember we used to get in fights in the barracks with other units. Other units would come to our barracks to start some shit. We would, we would mold ass. Mm. And it's like, Campbell was a... And for anybody out there that's from Carson, please leaderships all that this is no disrespecting and them please nobody take no heat but Campbell was a whole different breed of soldier from Carson how's that well I Campbell like like I remember one weekend there was a guy from the cab unit coming to our barracks to start shit and he picked the wrong barracks to start shit with because it wasn't just artillery that stayed in the barracks it was infantry mortars it was the whole third brigade okay so when he come to pick a fight with one unit, he was picking a fight with the brigade. Yeah. So he would get his ass mauled out right there in the barracks by the whole brigade. Damn. And the MPs would show up, be like, well, who started it? And everybody point the fingers, hey, that dude. <laughs> wow, a bunch of snitches. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, <laughs> like we're going to cover each other's ass. I got He's going to get his ass ringed. And I know when I got to Carson, like, the soldier dynamic with that changed a little bit. It wasn't like, it was more like everybody was kind of, you had your little, how you say before, like your little cliques, like you had guys that would get together. Yeah. But it wasn't like everybody was together. Okay. So, you know, how long were you in uh, in Campbell for? Uh, what, Four years? Yeah, four years. Four years in Campbell? Two deployments with him. I went to Iraq. My first deployment with him, that's when we was talking about with uh, Major General Lynch with 3rd ID. That's so, why I support that, that 3rd ID. There you go. There you go. Right on Rock of the Marn. Rock. Oh, always. Top of the rock. There you go. So, fucking, uh, wait. So, you went, what year did you go uh, to Iraq? The end of 07. End of 07. So, was that for the surge or no? No. Uh, I don't remember that was with the surge or not. How, 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 many, how many months did you do? 15. Yeah, so that was during the surge then. Damn. Where were you yeah. at? All right, so we were south of Baghdad with Ava Station and Lutafia for the first 10 months there, and then we moved to Mamadia for the last five months. They were firing out of Mamadia because I know there were some guys up oh, there from yeah. Third ID. What unit were you attached to? I don't remember the unit I was attached to. I know it was Third ID under Major General Lynch. Because I know that um we had some guns out there in Mamadia. Um one of the NCOs I served with, he was firing out of there. So that's good shit. And what's crazy was first Sergeant Amaral, I know you remember him from Carson. Yep. We replaced his unit. He was a smoke at the time. Wow. Oh, okay. So huh. we got we replaced him in his in the unit he was with. Cool shit. So that's how I got to know him before Carson. What was your mission? What were y'all doing out there in um on patrol? A we was all patrol. My battery was, uh, yeah, we was tasked out with infantry patrol, uh, the Kilo sectors, you know, the sons of, uh, what they call them, the sons of Iraq. Yeah, sons of Iraq, SOI. 
Yeah. So we was doing that, checking the uh, what is it? When they had their little their little uh, road check the checkpoints they yeah. had. Yeah. How was that deployment? It was actually uh, it was rough being young because mm-hmm. I was only eighteen at the time. Yeah. So I was really young and dumb, didn't know no better. Mm-hmm. So it was like rough because I've never really been away from home before that. Yeah. But I, all in all, I mean, the morale to it was good. And Major General Lynch, that's why I support Third ID, because I think <coughs> every three or four months, I remember he would come to the five mm-hmm. we was at. And he would come do a censorship, and then he would take log pack notes, like, hey, what guys needed personally, like hygiene-wise, uh, anything we needed personally, he would write down. And within a month, we'd have it in a log pack. Okay. So yeah. him as a as a commander was pretty oh my god, he was amazing. Word. Shout out to that guy. He was really amazing. That's good shit. So you did a 15 month tour over there. You came back to Hundred and Worst. And uh <laughs> did you deploy a second time with them? Yeah, second time we I went to Afghanistan with them. We was in the Kandahar province. Okay. I was in the five Waziqua and then we went to five Dayak and that mission I was on the gun line. Oh no shit. So I got to actually shoot those missions. Damn, that's what's up, man. I yeah. actually got to do your job. What were you firing? Trip uh triple seven, one nine or eight? We had one one niners. Okay. And what was cool about that that mission, I loved it because the chiefs we had at the time I had just made my four before we deployed. So I was a specialist right before we deployed. And my gunner just got his corporal. And me and my gunner are sitting in the barracks one night drinking and eating pizza. And me and him sitting there talking. He's like, dude, how we gonna, you know, how we gonna make the section better for Chief? Like, man, we ain't gonna make Chief ain't gonna have to say shit. Fuck that. We're gonna bring the iron fist, E4 Mafia. <laughs> okay. And so like we kind of had that mentality going overseas. And when we got overseas, I think the first two months we certified, did our thing. And then it was like, hey, Chief, sleep in tomorrow. What you mean sleep in? Hey, we're going with smoke. We're going to lay in safety guns. Man, y'all ain't certified. We certifying tomorrow. So we got to learn how to big big three certify. Okay. And from that point on, like, none of our chiefs would have that morning time. Instead of laying safe in the guns, they would have that morning time to do what they had to do. Right. And then we would lay in safe the guns as E4s for the chiefs with the smoke and then chief then both the chiefs would come out and just verify their data. Okay. So it was pretty nice. And that's what I was saying, like the dynamic from Canberra to Carson changed. Like, and that's why I say it's no disrespect to anybody that was with at Carson. It's just the dynamic I seen change. Also, like, uh, what was the difference that you've seen? So when you, okay, let's, let's finish that up. You did your tours out there. You did the 100 and worst. And then you came down at Fort Carson. Uh, that was your second duty station and your last one, right? Yeah, second and last, because right. I got out. I was like, yeah, personal issues. I got, and we'll talk about that. I got out. Uh, like the dynamic changed because it's like, a, like, and I get it because as a as an NCO, you got to do what you have to do. You know, you got to put your faith in your section. You got to put your faith in your soldiers. But at the same time, like if you had a soldier like me and Chief, I mean, you've seen how I was. I know you wouldn't have. The way I was, there was no faith in me. <laughs> Well, I mean, to be fair, you didn't work directly under me um, in the section. Well, we worked, yeah, we worked around each other, but I mean, you seen. Yeah, uh, yeah, there, you would have been one of my headaches. I'll I, I tell you that much. Um, yeah. You know, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sugarcoat shit. 
who was your chief when you got to Carson? All right, so my very first chief was uh, Sergeant Williams, Staff Sergeant Williams. He was with, oh, who was the other chief? Or who was the gunner at the time? He was at, he was a tall NCO. I know he was tall. I don't know him. I don't think I know him. My section at the time, we had, it was Vangs was in the section. Signs was in the section. Uh, trying to remember who I was in the section at the time. That was my first chief. And then after that, we, that's when Smoke Anderson had came and we moved over to Maneuver. And then at first it was Sergeant DeLay and Sergeant Stoutler was my two NCOs. Okay. And then I ended up switching sections again when we was over, or you know, before overseas, it was Sergeant DeLay, Sergeant Stoutler. I'm trying to remember, I don't remember who my chief was after that, but I know when we got overseas, we had, when we got to, uh, after Torquem Gate, the second station we was at, we had that, what, what we called the draft pick. Okay. Where we mixed up the sections, and then that's when Sergeant Medina became my section chief. Okay. And he was my final section chief. That was um when we were doing the Gamberry mission, right? Yeah, that's what it was. Gamberry D thirties. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So fucking um, what were the the differences that you saw between the NCOs when you were in Carson versus the ones that you had in um in Campbell? Mm-hmm. Like with the with the NCOs, and like I said, I get it. As an NCO, you have to do what you have to do. You're a leader. You're taking orders from a bigger boss than me. You're taking a ball orders from a bigger boss than yourself. Right, right. But some of the dynamics that changed was some NCOs just didn't give a fuck about their soldiers. Okay. You know, like you and Sergeant Medina always say, you know, take care of Joe, Joe, take care of you. Mm-hmm. Your section is going to make or break you. Right. I'm not going to say their name, and it's no hard feelings to them, but I remember one of the, one of the NCOs at Carson prided themselves on chapter and soldiers. And I'm sitting here like, yo, what the fuck? Right. Why pride yourself on chaptering some on soldiers when you should be priding yourself on who can you retain? Right. You know, if I'm a headache, like, you know, like if I'd have been your soldier and I'm a headache, right? Would it look better for you to chapter that person or would it look better for you as an NCO if you can get through to that soldier and get them back on that steady? Right. Well, to be fair, I mean, and um, I don't know who right. you're talking about, to be honest, uh, but um, he was probably a shitty NCO. I don't know. But fucking um, it, it all depends on how the soldier is adjusting to the leadership, because, you know, there's only so many times that a motherfucker could, you know, try to get you right. And, right. and it just becomes like a fucking, OK, you know what? Done tried and tried. And this motherfucker just ain't getting right. So maybe it's time for the person to go. I'll give you a prime fucking example. Brown. Brown. I'll give you another, I'll give you another one. I'll call that bitch out on the gun line any day of the week. And that sauce was bitch ass. I don't remember him. I probably- Man, yeah, you go you remember him. He's the one that beat his wife. Damn. Yeah. Damn. So I mean, cause I Brown, for example, just couldn't get right. And um, there were times where he looked like he was trying to make a fucking change, but his little fat ass didn't want to fucking change. And 
that was it, man. I mean, you can only right. fucking lead a horse to water so many times and then uh, try to force them to drink eventually. But what I was also like, like I said, you know, and I'll, I'll talk about myself any day of the week. I mean, I'll tell anybody straight up. Yeah, I ain't no perfect. I wasn't no perfect soldier. I wasn't no high speed, this, this, this. I knew my job. I knew my guns. I knew my crew serves. I knew my combat shit. Right, right. Put me in a garrison environment. I'm a fucking idiot. Put me <laughs> in the field. I'm going to shine like a fucking star. I got you, man. There, there are those soldiers that are like that, that are fucking outstanding field soldiers, but Garrison fucking blows balls. And um, so you said you're from Homa? Huma? How big is this yes, town? All right. So it used to be a town. And then a couple of years ago, it got outdated to a small city. They call it Little New Orleans. Oh, word. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I know one of my buddies that I went to um, that was in in 277 with me he's from homa or huma whatever the fuck is called so oh shit i, I might know. end up knowing them uh, we all know each other around here related anyway i don't know last name <laughs> is knockin so oh knockin i know too many of them damn is that like a smith last name mm -hmm. <laughs> everybody's last name is the same <laughs> so like down here it's knockin oquans odemons labus lirex like it's they got, yeah, it's one of those popular names down here. Motherfucking French motherfuckers, man. God damn. Y'all Cajun are fucking weird, bro. So, but yeah, man, that's <laughs> we weird. Y'all weird. We just, man, we just like y'all brown people. We like our spices. No, I ain't, no, no, ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I, I love that shit. I'm all about that shit. So, nah, man, uh, that's what's up, man. That is what's up. So, let's go ahead and push on through on this. So, you, you definitely saw a difference in leadership styles. You definitely, um, because, I mean, you, to be fair, you never crossed over to the NCO uh, realm. You no, had, it, how, how I many uh, What, I got eight years in. Okay. So you did eight years, and um, I think you saw specialists a couple of times, right? Yeah, I saw it twice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, hey, I'm the one guy. I'm the one guy that's seen the, the lower enlisted side at least a couple of times. <laughs> <Really drank. laughs> it's all good, man. Hey, shit happens in the military. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, you and UCMJ was there and you either get right or get done. But, dude, that's what's up. Um, what, what are some of the things that you missed? Not you're out. You're out now. How many years you been out? What, five, six, I think. Something like that. Okay. Oh, so going on seven because I think I got out in 14 or 15. Okay. I got out so in almost uh, seven. I got out in 15. I've been out six years. So I got out in January of 2015. Well, I left Carson in January 2015. I was officially out in March. But um, okay. what are some of the fucking differences that you saw when you left the military and uh, when you got back to your hometown? Did you go straight back home after after you got out? Yeah, I got like my first day out when I got when I left the post. First thing I did was, man, I blazed the fuck up. I was already. I was in Colorado. It's like, fuck it. I'm doing it one time. I'm in Colorado. Fuck it. Word. So I blazed up the first night, but it, so I come straight home. I came, I came live with my mom and them for a little bit. Mm -hmm. I got me a job at Domino's just to give me something going to start my VA process. I didn't, I had a doctor's appointment with the VA. I went to do it. And they're like, Hey dude, you know, you could be getting compensation, right? I was like, what the hell do you mean? They're like, you did three tours, eight years in, you're getting 10% automatic for gun line. I was like, well, fuck, let's put that in. So yeah. I ended up putting that in. They went through my medical record, put a whole, like insomnia, anxiety, so a whole bunch of shit. 
yeah. end up giving me 70 percent. nice good shit and i'm sitting here like okay before i found it i was like is that gonna hurt me for work and they're like nah man like no you can still work i was like mm-hmm. great well then like a couple of weeks after that they called me back and they're like hey you got to come into the office this guy from new orleans wants to talk with you mr brown okay so I go see him and he's like, he's like, hey, he's like, we set you an appointment up with Social Security. So what? He's like, yeah, he's like, but what you got, he's like, he's like, you know, the state's pro-military. I was like, yeah, well, down here, we're going to take care of our own. He's like, you got a date with Social Security. So I went in with them and Social Security's even paying me now. Damn. That's what's up. And Social Security's the one that's technically disabled me. And I say technically because I went cash under the table when I can. Right, right. So I pretty much sit at home and do a damn thing. Just Ain't that collecting, collecting that money. That's what's up, man. I mean, hey, you know, you did you did earn it. It's not like you fucking are making shit up. If you were making shit up, then we'd have a problem. Uh, so, but well, other- shit, that's why I tell anybody I got an LES. I still got my ERB, my DD214. Who wants to see it? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so um, any struggles when you got out, though, to try to acclimate back to the fucking uh, to the civilian sector? Oh, definitely. Like, I remember working Domino's. Like, that shit killed me because there was a lot of young guys, even older, like, even if some of the older cats were, like, bitching about their job. And I'm sitting there like, well, if you don't fucking like it, change it. Mm-hmm. You know, this ain't the only job out there in this world. You know, if you hate this job, you bitch about it every day at work, change it. Right. You know, like, I that's what, that was what was hard for me. What helped me out was with Domino's was my boss was my cousin, and he served out of Fort Hood. Okay. So he's ex-military. So when I would get on that military trip of getting ready to go off, he'd be like, nah, man, go, go take this delivery. Right. Get the fuck right. out the store. Go smoke a cigarette, take this delivery. Right. All right, bro, I'm going. But if it wouldn't have been for him, I'm pretty sure I'd have probably, like, I'd have went stupid on somebody. Well, that's good, man. I mean, that's the last thing you want to do is catch a case. Right. And that's what I'm definitely not trying to do at all. You know, I'm trying to keep myself together. And that's why, like, I was telling you, uh, like, July, I'm a, I'm enrolling for the fall semester for school. Mm-hmm. I'm, de- I'm debating between, I'm going general studies first, mm-hmm. but I'm debating between vet assistant and something with computers. Damn, well, I mean, at the end of the day, you're going to want to do something that is both beneficial to you financially, but at the same time, doing something that you care about doing, something that you love doing. Right. You know what I'm hey, let, let me see your OTGL on the shirt. Does that look pink or is it red? No, nah, that's red. Okay, it just must be the color. Yeah. It might be the color. Yeah. Um, and I've had people ask me, like, man, you collecting, you know, Social Security pensions. Like, why are you going back to school? Well, what if that doesn't fall through? What if, you know, the government decides, hey, we're going to take that from you? What's my fallback plan? Right. And that's good. See, now that's something that, you know, that's fucking, that's good that you're doing on your and it's good in education. A lot of motherfuckers don't do that shit. I'm one of those guys that didn't do it. I, sh- I should have done it when I was in. You know, a lot I think of- you, I think you're grandfathered in for the GI Bill, too, just like oh. I am. Well, no, I mean, I have the fucking, uh, I have the 9-11 GI Bill, and uh, yeah. I turned that in, I, I divided that up with two of my kids, and, um, oh, and okay. my lady, and then, because um, I, I know that I'm not doing college, that's not me, but I'm um, thinking about hitting Volk Rehab um, to see what else is out there. I was talking with somebody about doing, like, home inspections, and um, he right. was all, all my old platoon sergeant, he became our first sergeant out there. I think, I don't know if you were already gone by then, 
uh, but first aren't pounds. Uh, he was our first aren't. Yeah, I was gone. Yeah. So fucking um, well he he's out now and um he's doing something along those lines. So he hit me up about it. And it sounded like a good fucking idea because it's something that you can do on your own and you know you don't have a fucking person hovering over you all the time. Shit, I can see you now doing home inspections. God damn, chief. Exactly. Top of the fucking door dusty. Exactly, bro. That's what I'm talking about right there. You know, doing home inspections just it's part of my job that I used to do, PCCs and PCIs, man. You know what I'm saying? So before a home gets sold, I'll go and check that bitch out. But I mean, I gotta see what it's all about first and um what it requires and then probably move forward on that. But that's what's up, man. So what are some things you do miss about the gun line, about being out there in the military? Man, I just miss the shooting the shit on the gun line. Like I remember Campbell, I, we never got caught, but we used to drink and shoot guns all day long in the field. <laughs> I had this chief who used to bring this gallon, what he called milkshake, and it looked like a milkshake, but it was fucking stacked with alcohol. Coffee, we'd be playing coffee cool spades and drinking on the gun gun on the gun line, fucking fire missions back and forth. That's the ride <laughs> of sound mentality. How many times y'all shoot out? Shit, my set, my battery, not once. Well, the other good. battery, one time. Damn. That's some mm, that was a I don't remember I don't remember if it was my first deployment or my second. They shot out and hit a bazaar. God damn. Well, that's not fucking good. Dude, so I mean, like, how were like were the field problems when y'all were out there in Campbell? Like, what were some of the shit that y'all used to do to kill time? Shit. Spades, dominoes, drink, uh, fuck with first art and smokes. <laughs> Hell yeah. We had this one smoke who was scared of snakes all the time. He, he hated snakes. So he would always call one soldier from Advon to go escort him through the field of tall grass. You had to lead him first. You had to go in front of him because if you saw a snake, you was his cover. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, you know what? Let the private get hit. Fuck that. Yeah. And the <laughs> fucked up part was I was his Advon driver. Oh, shit. <laughs> so I was the guy always going to save his ass. Right on. Dude. Uh, Go ahead. So yeah, so I mean, we we find all kind of ways to kill time. We used to fucking make chief. We thought we shot the prop temp a couple of times. <laughs> it's full. We used to make them think that shit. Uh, I remember a guy shit it in an ammo can. Yeah, you gotta go. You gotta go, baby. No, 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 no. It was a joke because he took the ammo can and put it back on the ATC rack. So when the ATC went to grab the fuse, oh. guess what? He's grabbing a handful of. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, we used to we used to fuck with each other hard. I think I just remember who Sergeant Williams was. Was he the Indian dude? Yeah, tall Indian, kind of yeah. a little heavy set. Yeah, yeah he rode a bike. Chief. Yeah. Yeah, it took me a second to start thinking of who that was. Really, I think Sergeant Cabrales was the E5 at the time with him. Oh, no shit. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was Sergeant Cabrales. Fucking Sergeant Cabrales. Williams is my chief. That motherfucker just made first, Sergeant. He's coming down yeah. here good. I'm glad he made it. He's a good NCO. He's yeah, he a good one. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. So what's up? What else is going on with you in life, man? Shit, uh, man, I just got me an apartment. Well, I'm moving in beginning of May, so I ain't gonna be a mom in this for too long. I told him, give me six months and two months later, they're like, you moving out already? Yeah, I ain't staying around long. <laughs> Are you staying there in Homa? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
What yeah. is there to do out there? Dude, what what is this frog gigging bullshit that I hear about that y'all do out there in Louisiana? Man, they call it frog gigging. We just call it frogging. Yeah, that's what he called it. My boy, A-Bear, he's from out all you there in need, Louisiana. All you need is a fucking spotlight and a boat. That's it. You got a guy on the front deck with a spotlight. Or no, you got the driver with the spotlight. You got a guy on the front deck laying down. Spotlight hits the frog, guy on the front deck, grab the frog, throw him the ice chest. This motherfucker done got Cajun on me on a heartbeat. All I heard was something about a spotlight. And, <laughs> and that's it. So the guy who's driving the boat's got a spotlight mm. and he's looking for the eyes. And there's three colors of eyes you're looking for. There's yellow, red, and white. Don't fuck with the red eyes because you're going to get a gate on your ass. Mm. Yellow is your frogs. Okay. So you're looking for the yellow, the yellow tint in the eye, like just kind of like a deer. So is this this shit y'all do for fun or I mean y'all eat the that, That's good eating. What you do? We cut the legs off, fried frog legs. It's good. It's actually good eating. <laughs> yeah, How big are these motherfucking frogs? Shit depends. <laughs> and you can go anywhere from a couple of inches to almost seven, eight inches. God, they get damn. they get huge. They get pretty big. So we do that. We got. I mean, we duck hunt. We deer hunt. Fishing. Shrimping, crabbing, you name it, we can do it. All right, Bubba Gump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Hell you name man. it, we can do it. Fucking A, dude. Did um any of the experiences that you had while you were in the military, though, did they have they helped you out at all since you've been out? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, a good bit of it, like patience. A lot of hurry up and waiting. Oh, yeah. Especially at doctor's office or any kind of appointments. It's like, man, it's just the nature to be. Just sit down, shut the hell up, and just wait. Yeah, that's pretty much it right there, man. That's pretty uh, much it right there. It helped me, too, with my niece, like, with my mom, with my nieces, and my nephew. Like, you know, with kids, like, it, at first, it's like, it was like, all oh, go, go, go. But then it's also like, man, you got to tone it back some because these are still kids. These ain't growing adults. <laughs> right. So it's like that, that was a, that was a little trouble, like trying to find that balance in between the two. Okay. Good shit. Like when knowing to be a hard ass and when to be, you know, that soft hearted person. And that's why I say, you know, with the NCOs I've had, mm -hmm. what was it though? And that's why I say, like, it was no hard feelings against the guys at Carson or Campbell or anything like that. It's like, I understand, you know, you got to know when to be a hard ass and you got to know when to be, you know, soft hearted, as I say, compassionate. Yeah, you're right on that. You're right on that. I mean, I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, we are in the military, but, you know, we still got to take care of y'all because whether y'all grown folks or not, you guys still make some dumbass decisions. Yeah, you know, and we try to guide y'all um, in from our experiences, you know what I mean? And um, I think a lot of NCOs, I think there were some NCOs that got pushed through a bit too fast and, yeah. uh, and they came and then, under other shitty NCOs. The same thing was, and the same thing happened when it's happening at Campbell too, when I was there, like some NCOs, like Brigitte was like, no, you need to push this guy through to make five. And you'd have first arms be like, no, nah, he's not ready. Right. But Brigade wants them through. So right. what do you do? Yep. You know, uh, one of my, one of my fucking uh, Joes that I had, he just made Sergeant first class. And I mean, that shit made me proud as fuck. Seeing uh, Schnabel. Yeah, I seen Schnabel made a seven. I'm glad he made it. That was a good guy. 
Yeah, dude, it's yeah. crazy because I remember he was talking about almost getting out, you know, and then when he went to fucking drum, I guess he ended up going aerosol and then he ended up going fucking airborne. Then he's at 82nd now. And I mean, it's great to see that dude fucking doing good shit. I told him, man, you know, if anything, I hope you learned from me was, you know, what not to do. Cause I know there were times <laughs> I was a bit of a hard ass where I shouldn't have been a hard ass. You know, hindsight is 2020. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, so, But at the same time, like, a, you know, and I'll say this, like you and Medina, okay? Mm -hmm. I'll put you two guys together. Cause I mean, y'all was always around each other a lot, you know? But I mean, I can speak on the, with y'all being around each other. I mean, especially with Medina being my chief, you being his boy around them. Y'all were the NCOs that I looked up to the most because y'all were fair. Y'all were firm, but y'all was fair. Mm -hmm. It's like, all right, man, hey, you fucking up, what's going on? And it's like, if you didn't have, like, I would say, I wouldn't say a legitimate excuse, but if it wasn't something that, if it wasn't piss poor, it's like, all right, man, look, let's handle this. But if it was some piss poor bullshit, mm -hmm. like me showing up late, not shave, like, yeah, of course you're going to be on my ass, like white on rice. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember CQ looked at one morning, me and you had CQ that morning, and I come in and I didn't even shave. And you're like, what the fuck is wrong with you, guy? <laughs> I was like, hey, Chief, I woke up late. Nah, bro, you better hit that motherfucker bad, that latrine right there. Get your fucking razor. You better hit that fucking latrine. You in Brigade CQ. Yeah. Well, I ain't get my ass hemmed up. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and uh, fix it. It's staff duty. Oh, staff duty, yeah. Staff duty. It was not CQ. God damn, I hated yeah, fucking doing staff duty. Fucking hated it, man. But I think I was, yeah. I think I was fair on staff duty with y'all, Joes. I mean, I would let oh, y'all yeah, go. yeah, definitely. And then I'll tell y'all, come back at this time. I mean, I, I and then, you know, I'll let y'all go sleep and then come back, yeah. you know. And hey, then man, I, catch an hour underneath the desk or go in the back office, catch yep. an hour underneath the desk. And when you come back, I'm going to go do my rounds. Exactly. I'm going to go do my <laughs> check-ins. And yeah, that's how it was, baby. That's how we rolled, you know. Dude, uh, it, uh, it's funny, you know, hearing uh, the Joe side of things, you know. Like, I'm waiting. Uh, for those that don't know, I'm doing this one here in the morning right now. It's actually about 10 4 a.m. here in Texas. And then this evening, I'm going to be doing one with my old soldier, Lindsey. And Lindsey, he actually worked directly under me. I was his section chief. I can't wait to hear what kind of shit he's going to say about me. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> like I said, hey, you know what? I can dish it so I can take it. You know what I'm saying? So if I, there was any ever asshole moments or anything that you remember of me being an asshole, call me out on it. I'm thick skinned, baby. I was not perfect in any fucking way. So. I mean, I don't remember like. You and Sarmadina, I don't remember any really like assholeless moments. I remember those moments like where you be on my ass, like I'll say with the CQ stuff, and I'll be like, man, what the fuck, bro? I'm I'm on my way out the fucking door already. What the fuck you give me asshole for now? Hey, you I'm already know. on my way out the fucking door. Like I done set my bed to get kicked the fuck out. So hey, you still in when you wearing that uniform, you still in. Yeah. <laughs> right. But that was my thought process too at the time, though, because like I was on my way out, like. For those that don't know, my issue was, okay, for me to get out, my turning point was my grandmother fell ill. And she caught her Alzheimer's dementia. And so on my off time, I was calling home, checking on everybody, and everybody's like, no, nah, we work too much. We can't take care of grandma, this and that. And I'm sitting there thinking, man, what the fuck do I do? So after I hung up with them, my very first phone call after that was to my first son from Campbell. Okay. He had retired at the time, and I said, top. This what's going on. I say, I need to get the fuck out. 
He's like, hey, man, he's like, I'm going to tell you how to get out. He's like, you ain't hear shit from me. All right, what's up? He's like, don't shave, show up late. He's like, do stupid shit, small shit. Yeah. He's like, don't go do no drugs. Don't go kill nobody. Don't right. go do nothing dumb. Just simple shit. I was like, all right. So that's why I started showing up later, like late more, not shaving more, just little, little trouble just to start the process. Right. And then when the process was in full swing, I was like, all right, yeah, I'm on my way out the fucking door. There's no stopping it now. Like, no matter what I did, there was no stopping it. I'm already paywork to get started. Right. And that's why I was like, man, you motherfuckers know I'm on my way out the door and they still give me hassle. I remember, I remember sitting in the battery as an E1. I remember when I got busted down the first time, one of the new soldiers come up to me with a broom talking about, hey, Chief said mop, we got a sweeping mop. I looked at him like, bro, you better start sweeping and fucking mopping. <laughs> Man, you an E1 just like me. Nah, bitch. You see that combat patch? This motherfucker. <laughs> you see that cab on that motherfucking shoulder? You better get the sweeping and mopping, bitch. I did my time. Word. Good so, shit. Did you, get, did you ever get into any fucking fights in the barracks? No, I never get... Well, with civilians, yeah. With a civilian, once. But with soldiers, no. Okay. And that's why I say, like, Saucman had that one dude come by. He was the guy, he was the one that stabbed that dude in the barrel. This sounds familiar, dude, but my, mem- my, honest, so, my memory is fucking, it's shitty, bro. So my paperwork started. I get, I get my wisdom teeth pulled, and they give me Percocet. So I'm doping up on Percocets. Like, I was popping pills crazy. Mm. Like, I was just not giving a fuck. Well, Saucman ends up coming to my room with some chick he had met that was a stripper or whatever. What? And I guess he was talking shit to her ex or whatever. Okay. But the dude ended up showing up to the barracks. And him and Saucman get into it. And his partner was sitting at the door. And he's like, me and his pup, me and this dude looking at each other like, hey, bro, you jumping in? I was like, fuck no, they two men. They can handle their, their fucking selves. You jump in, I'm going to clock your fucking ass, though. Mm-hmm. So we sitting at the door watching these two motherfuckers go out. And next thing you know, the dude's walking out and he's got this gash in his, I guess, insides are starting to come out. Sussman <laughs> and end up stabbing his ass. I think I remember this now. I think I remember this now. Damn. Well, I mean, I ain't mad at Sussman. You in my house, man. You trying to fight me. I'm going to fucking stab you. I, I, I can't be mad. <laughs> my thing is, but my thing is, though, the dude's in there, y'all one-on-one. Ain't nobody jumping in because I'm standing right yeah. there at the door. The dude, his little partner that said, he ain't jumping in. It's a one-on-one fight. Yeah. Ain't no reason for us to jump in. Y'all grown men handle it <laughs> one-on-one. What the True. Fuck you gotta, what the fuck you got to stab the dude for? All True. right, well, fuck it. You did it. You got the repercussions. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. So who was your roommate when you were out there in Carson? Uh, my first roommate, I don't remember his name was, I don't remember his name. He was a medic, uh, but he ended up either, I think he PCS or he got out. And then all my roommates were all from alpha battery. I never had a Bravo guy with me. Oh, okay. I had all, I, every, every new roommate was from fucking alpha. <laughs> so who in your opinion was the most asshole nco like if you could if you could throw hands with one of the ncos who would it have been straight up yeah eunice tomo eunice eunice m-u-n-o-z-i-z some shit like that he was the combo nco M-U-N-I-Z? 
something like that. Yeah, he'd probably be the one. Tall white dude, I think it was. No, he was he was of uh he was I think he was Latin American to be Really? I don't yeah. I don't remember him. Me and him was on CQ. I come in nine o'clock in the morning. Now I'm early. This is one of those days I was on time. Mm. Okay. And he didn't show up until like six, five or six that that, that night, that afternoon. Oh, shit. What the fuck? And you have first song, you got the our our first song, our BC. Everybody's looking for this fucking dude. I guess I don't know what the fuck he was doing. Right. When he shows up, he's like, hey man, go to defect. You got an hour. Okay, 1700 on post from where we was at with 277. You ain't making it to the defect and back in no hour. Right. I'm sorry to tell you. Well, when I got back for being 10 minutes late, you know, instead of giving me like, hey, what happened? Hey. I got held up with traffic, you know, mm-hmm. with the line and the defect, stuff like that. No, nah, he wanted to get stupid. And I and I looked at him, and like I said, I was already on my way out the door, and I'm like, dude, you better watch who the fuck you talking to. Well, he stood up out of his chair and got up like he was about something. Yeah. And I told him, I said, bro, you don't know who you fucking with. I will knock your fucking ass out. Mm. Well, I ended up leaving CQ. I left him on the fucking desk. I'll go downstairs and Sergeant Harper was my NCO at the time. I called Sergeant Harper and I'm like, hey, hey, Sergeant, I'm leaving fucking CQ. You about to get a call for first Sergeant. <laughs> man, what the fuck going on? So I told him, he's like, he's like, man, hang tight, smoke a cigarette. He's like, let me call Top and smoke. He calls me back and he's like, yeah, go to the barracks. They're going to send a guy to replace you. Damn. So I end up going back to the barracks and then next morning, I got to go see first Sergeant and Commander for an Article 15. Because I ended up telling the dude, like, man, fuck CQ. Yeah. And so when I went to see the battalion commander, Sergeant Major, they were like, oh, so you saying fuck Sergeant Major's SOPs, fuck commander's SOPs? Was and he our battery or was he, like, headquarters? No, he was our battery. Oh, he was our battery. Really? Why do I not man. remember this guy, dude? Me and him didn't. I didn't see eye to eye with him because of a lot of reasons, but that was my boiler. That was my pushing point with him. But see, here's the thing. I don't remember this guy. I mean, fuck. You remember Menchaca? Yes, Menchaca. All right, he was Menchaca's NCO for Camo. But Menchaca was supply, bro. Was Menchaca supply? I thought Menchaca was in Camo. Nah, he was, because the only motherfucker that I remember being Camo for us was, um, no, that that's right. He was fucking NBC. Okay, you know what? Wait a minute, Muni. Did he wear glasses? I don't remember if he wore glasses or not. I don't think he did. I don't know, dude. I might have to fucking look this shit up because it's blowing. But me, me and him didn't see eye to eye for a minute because I remember, uh, I can't remember the search chief I had, but at the time when we had those motor pool days where we stayed to like 18, 19, 20, 100, mm-hmm. doing the guns in the motor pool for what maintenance. Right, right. I think it was fire U6 when we take the guns apart, grease them all. Right. I'm coming from the battery to head to the gun because my chief called me to come see. He's gonna stop me in the middle of that, like, hey man, I need you to help my guy get this vehicle ready. I'm like, are you fucking high? My chief comes first. Right, right. Well, you a soldier, you gotta do what I say. No, that's your job, that's your guys, that's your truck. My gun comes first. I'm gun line. Right. My chief will come before any fucking body. Yeah, I mean, if anything, he should have fucking uh told your fucking uh your chief. Or something and, of that sort. Well, he didn't clear. I, I don't know if he cleared it or whatnot with my chief, but I don't think he did. Mm-hmm. 
And so, like, that kind of started it. And then the CQ thing happened. That kind of ended it. Do you remember what his first name is by any chance? No, I don't know. I'm looking up on fucking Facebook, but I can't fucking. I'm trying to find. I think the only reason why I throw hands with him is just it wouldn't be the fact because I don't like it wouldn't be the fact that I don't like the guy. It's not that. I mean, everybody's to each their own. The thing is, is you and NCO, you got that rank on. Don't bow up to a fucking soldier. Don't bow up to nobody. Right. I'm right. a soldier. I'm not going to bow up to you. Right. You know, I came in with the old school army. You don't put your hands above your waist. That's a threat to an NCO. There you go. I mean, and that's a good way to think about it. I mean, that is fucked up what he was doing. You know, I mean, it, you buck up on me like that, you, we, we, we going at it. It's I don't care if I'm wearing a uniform or not. I'm coming back to the old me. We going to throw hands. We going to fucking throw hands. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I think the army needs a lot of that still nowadays. Uh, motherfuckers out there just don't listen, don't understand that. Whew, you know, these hands are ready to eat for everybody. Shit. But dude, and, that, and that the army, man, that, that shit. Like I don't, I don't regret anything, or every, I don't regret anything I did in the army. Every, everything's done for a reason or right. whatnot. But the thing is, yeah, we put that uniform on, we take that oath, we try to leave our old habits away. But like you say, you got some motherfuckers that'll push that old habit back. Right. Any regrets that you have uh, from the time in the military? I think the only regret I have is not wanting to be an NCO. My first arm for Campbell knew, knew, knew my reason on that. Like, I, I, cause he wanted to push me for five before I left from Car Campbell to Carson. Mm -hmm. And I respectfully declined him. And he's like, man, why? I was like, hey, top, I can't leave no guys. I, I, I me personally, I, I don't know what call to make that would be right, what would be wrong morally, ethically, or legally, whatever. So I think that was my only regret, not wanting to be an NCO. Right. I mean, because honestly, uh, becoming an NCO, you, it's not like you're, it's a trial by fire, you know, and if you're going to the promotion board, it's because you have the potential to fucking, uh, we, we promote based on potential, you know, right. they saw the potential in you at that time. It wouldn't, you would have fucking learned and your other NCOs would have helped you out, you know, especially back in those times, those NCOs were still a pretty tight knit fucking group, you know, no, fucking right. Time. You know, fucking right, because I mean, they had the mafia behind there. At the NCOs had the mafia behind them when the mafia was strong, dude. You I'm not, up as a soldier, even uh, <laughs> even in Gambury, I remember like we all stuck together. Like you know, they used to call us the Sixers. Fuck, yeah, it was the Sixers always stuck together. Yep, it was myself, fucking uh, Medina, Jewel, fucking um, who's all Christian? Yeah. All the E6s stuck together, all the E5s stuck together. Yep. And I mean, and, you know, we, we look out for each other, you know, not only that, but we guide each other, we help each other out. You know, if I don't have the right answer, I'm going to lean on somebody that does have the right answer in order to make me fucking better. You know what I'm saying? Oh, she's one sec. She's it's all gravy, baby, because I'm going to start. Oh, it's already almost time for me to go to work, baby. So, oh, you about to go to work, huh? Yes, yeah, sir. <laughs> so, with that being said, man, I appreciate you being on here, Kramer. We need to have you on here again where we get a little more time to uh oh yeah, definitely more shit. Like um, I said, I'm free anytime, man. It's just out my take care of the house in the in the her grand in the grandbabies. Hell yeah. Dude, um let's I got I, we got about another five more minutes that we can go ahead and discuss some shit. So what else is on your mind? Like, you know, what else goes through your mind? Uh, the only other thing is 
And for those in civilian sector that don't know, I was telling you about the stolen ballot thing. Mm, mm. People don't understand why that's such a big thing with us in the military. And if they need to really know, they need to look at Arlington Cemetery. Two men on soldiers. Mm. What it represents, what it, you know, what it's there for. And that's why I wanted to bring that out. You know, like a lot of people, like I said, the civilian sector don't understand why that's a big thing. Right. Two men on no soldier, they need to understand what it represents, which is, you know, the men and women that don't get to come home to their families every night, every day, and stuff like that. So if you one of them motherfuckers that's out there that wants to fake like you've been in the military, I'm going to say it right here on the gun line. You know where I'm at. You know my city. You know my state. Come catch some hands. <laughs> there you go. I'll bust your ass up. Look at that! Look at that occasion coming out of that motherfucker. <laughs> hey, there's he a lot of alligators. Mo- <laughs> hey, there's a lot of motherfuckers. There's a lot of us down here. So if I can't whoop your ass, I know some. I know some kids that will. <laughs> dude, that's fucking funny, dude. <laughs> what else? Uh, let's see. Uh, I remember y'all. We were talking at one time about um, what was it? You were saying something along the lines of, I think it had to do like with merit-based um, motherfuckers getting like uh, I don't know if it was you or for somebody else. Oh, yeah. with their awards. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, y'all go in. Yeah, what I was saying with that was, all right, like when I came, my like when my count time at Campbell, okay, like AEMs, ARCOMs, those weren't just handed out like they are nowadays. Mm-hmm. Them bitches were earned. Mm-hmm. If you wanted something handed out, it was what it was, it was the Impact Awards. That right. was your handout award. <laughs> but now it's like, oh, you show up on time to work, shaved in the right uniform, here's your AEM. Right. Oh, you know your job? Here's your Rcom. Right. Like, what are you doing to earn it? Just because somebody knows their job, they know their job. Exactly. You're doing what you're supposed to do, so you're getting awarded for doing your job. I mean, I understand giving a pat on the back during the field problem, like, hey, man, good job. Y'all kicked ass out here at the end of the field problem. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll tell that to my Joes. Like, hey, man, we kicked ass out here. Good time, you know, good good shit, good training. But like, I mean, to get up, like I remember guys mm. at Campbell, like we would turn down AEMs. Mm. We would turn them down. Like they were like, hey, we're going to put you in for AEM. Hey, Chief, I don't want it. Why not? It's only five points. I want that 15. I want that Archon. <laughs> Word. That makes sense. Dude, is that a fucking stud in, under your lip? Yes, sir. I guess that's good for giving head. I want to get it done a couple of weeks of what? Almost a month ago? <laughs> Dude. You too old to be doing that shit, man. You in your 30s. Hey, man, I'm, I'm freshly single. Got to put some new meat on the hook. I feel you on that, man. I feel you on that. I couldn't do that shit while I was married. That, that shit was patrolling too much. Well. That's I, why. At least you fucking going through this divorce <laughs> shit while you're out of the fucking military and not during it. Because oh, that's a whole fucking different beast right there. I pissed off. I pissed off last week. <laughs> oh. Because she thought she was getting. She think. I don't know where she got her information from, but she thought she was getting some of that compensation pension with trying to go for alimony. Like, nah, bro, you better get the fuck on with that shit. Dude, you guys should just be having a quick fucking easy. You ha- you pay your bills, I pay my bills, that's it, the end. It should have been that simple. Like, even when we were splitting and what made it bad, what, what, what hurt me the most was my birthday. The morning of my birthday, I got told she wanted a divorce. Damn. Not a happy birthday, not a good morning. Like, hey, get up. I want a divorce. Okay, you want a divorce? I'm not going to hold you from being happy. Fine, we'll get it. And then it was supposed to be mutual, but she's trying to turn it ugly. But 
I play I play ball game the same way, five or five. God damn, man. Well, hopefully that shit works out well. You'll be, you know. Oh, yeah. When uh when is your divorce final? Shit, we ain't even filed yet. She she wants to wait till June to file, and I'm trying to tell her is like why we 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 can lie a little bit to the court and say we've been separated six months. We ain't got no kids together. We got nothing together. There's this no reason easy. y'all should, dude. When I was fucking, when I got my divorce, I went to divorcewriter.com and wrote my shit up in there, and then just fucking had her sign, I signed the end. You know what I'm saying? Y'all ain't got no right. houses. Y'all ain't got no kids. And this alimony, how the fuck is she going to get out? How long were y'all married for? Uh, Like a year and like two months. Yeah, fuck two, three months. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm sitting here. That's what I'm saying. I, I scratch my head like, what the hell? She's trying to go for alimony. It's like, wait, we ain't got no kids together. Not only that, is she capable of working? Yeah, she's working now. Was she working during y'all time that y'all were married? Oh, yeah. I made her go get a job. So, yeah, that's fuck all that bullshit, bro. Anyway, it is time for me oh, to yeah. start getting ready to clock in, though, for real. Uh, Kramer, I appreciate you being here. Any shout outs to anyone before we dip out? Yeah, everybody at Campbell and Carson. I don't remember all the names. Everybody <laughs> I've served with, you know, like I said, it's no hard feelings to anybody. You know, even saw me neither. I wouldn't throw hands with them now. Like, man, maybe we, you know, anybody feels like ass. <laughs> he might. He might. I don't know. <laughs> I gotta I figure gonna, out who this guy is, man. He's gonna be bothering the fuck like, out. I'm not gonna say I can whoop everybody's ass and I can't whoop nobody's ass. You never know everybody fights differently. Everybody got exactly. their own thing. ass whoops are ass whooping. See, a lot, of a lot of motherfuckers think they rank uh, somehow gives them magical powers <laughs> to beat a motherfucker yeah. up. Yeah, that rank don't beat streets, bro. No, uh, that rank don't, that rank, it does not give you fucking street fighter knowledge. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's some good shit to uh, to kick out to some of them new NCOs out there. Make sure that if you're going to fucking uh, try to buck up, or you know what, to those new NCOs out there, if you think that your rank is going to give you authority to buck up to a private, remember, there's going to be a private out there that was probably a fucking golden glove fucking boxer out there. Oh, I wasn't golden glove. So, I wasn't golden glove, but you might get that private like, that like me. Got a mouth on them that can back it up when them uniforms off. This fool. Damn it, Kramer. It's been a pleasure <laughs> with you, man. Keep in touch, brother, and I'll have you back on, you know, um, here in some time. Catch up with you, see how your divorce eventually went. Oh, yeah. And tell Hunt to stay black. <laughs> <laughs> Will do. Oh, and by the way, he was 100 and worst as well, but he was bald. I know. Yeah, he, he was the balls of the eagle. Yeah, he always got fucked over. <laughs> I'm sure he'll listen to this shit, and uh, he'll probably have some words for you too. All right, then you have yourself a good All one, Kramer. Right. Be easy out there, and it's good catching up, baby. All right, man, y'all too. Anytime, I'm like I said, I'm free for the gun line. Word, too easy, man. Love, peace, and hair grease, and rounds complete, and the mission gun line. Bye, y'all. Later.